October 26th, Titus chapter 1, verses 1 through 16. This letter is from Paul, a slave of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. I have been sent to bring faith to those God has chosen and to teach them to know the truth that shows them how to live godly lives. This truth gives them the confidence of eternal life, which God promised them before the world began, and He cannot lie. And now, at the right time, He has revealed this good news, and we announce it to everyone. It is by the command of God our Savior that I have been trusted to do this work for Him. This letter is written to Titus, my true child in the faith that we share. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior give you grace and peace. I left you on the island of Crete so you could complete our work there and appoint elders in each town, as I instructed you. An elder must be well thought of for his good life. He must be faithful to his wife, and his children must be believers who are not wild or rebellious. An elder must live a blameless life, because he is God's minister. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered. He must not be a heavy drinker, violent, or greedy for money. He must enjoy having guests in his home and must love all that is good. He must live wisely and be fair. He must live a devout and disciplined life. He must have a strong and steadfast belief in the trustworthy message he was taught. Then he will be able to encourage others with right teaching and show those who oppose it where they are wrong. For there are many who rebel against right teaching. They engage in useless talk and deceive people. This is especially true of those who insist on circumcision for salvation. They must be silenced. By their wrong teaching, they have already turned whole families away from the truth. Such teachers only want your money. One of their own men, a prophet from Crete, has said about them, The people of Crete are all liars. They are cruel animals and lazy gluttons. This is true, so rebuke them as sternly as necessary to make them strong in the faith. They must stop listening to Jewish myths and the commands of people who have turned their backs on the truth. Everything is pure to those whose hearts are pure, but nothing is pure to those who are corrupt and unbelieving, because their minds and consciences are defiled. Such people claim they know God, but they deny Him by the way they live. They are despicable and disobedient, worthless for doing anything good. This week's Bible Meditation, Isaiah 26.3 You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast, because they trust in you. Secondly, we have to understand the dominance of selfishness, the dominance of selfishness. The fascination with living for pleasure uh, and, and the dominance of selfishness. Has there ever been a society as self-centered as this? Has there ever been a society this egotistical, this consumed with its own agenda? Pride and self is elevated and exalted. It has been for years and years and years. Psychologists have created this thing called self-esteem. That is a satanic idea. You're not as important as you think you are. You're far less important than you think you are, and so am I. So are all of us. 
You're not better than you think you are. You're worse than you think you are. You are far worse than you think you are, and so am I. In God's eyes, you are inconceivably sinful. In your own eyes, you're something wonderful. Has there ever been such an egotistical culture? You know, I look back at some markers. I remember watching a football game in television many years ago, and I saw the first time a football was spiked in the end zone. Look at me. That was never done. I played football in high school and college. When I went into the end zone to score a touchdown, I dropped the football and went back and thanked my teammates. Then it became, look at me, draw attention to me. I remember when Muhammad Ali said, I am the greatest. He didn't leave a legacy of boxing in the world. He left a legacy of ego in the world. That's like a byword for the culture. I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. What? Why? He took a whole generation and moved them into the psychology of self-esteem. God hates pride. He hates haughty eyes. It destroys love. It destroys relationships, all of them. What is the killer of all relationships? Pride. Pride kills all relationships. It kills care. It kills sacrifice. It kills kindness. It kills the supreme virtue of all virtues, humility. Only humble people love. That's why Proverbs 8.13 says, Pride and arrogance I hate, says the Lord. Proverbs 11.2 says, When pride comes, then comes dishonor. It does the opposite. You notice that? When pride comes, then comes dishonor. Pride doesn't honor you. It dishonors you. Proverbs 13.10 says, Through pride comes strife, because it destroys relationships. Proverbs 16.18, Pride goes before destruction. Proverbs 29, 23, a man's pride shall bring him low. And then it says, honor belongs to the humble. James and Peter both said in the New Testament, God exalts the humble and abases the pride. Only humble people love. Only humble people build meaningful relationships. We have a total society consumed with people chasing their own personal exaltation and elevation. Psalm 97 verse 1 through 98 verse 9. The Lord is King. Let the earth rejoice. Let the farthest islands be glad. Clouds and darkness surround Him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of His throne. Fire goes forth before Him and burns up all His foes. His lightning flashes out across the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord. Before the Lord of all the earth, the heavens declare His righteousness. Every nation sees His glory. Those who worship idols are disgraced. All who brag about their worthless gods, for every god must bow to him. Jerusalem has heard and rejoiced, and all the cities of Judah are glad, because of your justice, Lord. For you, O Lord, are most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. 
You who love the Lord hate evil. He protects the lives of His godly people and rescues them from the power of the wicked. Light shines on the godly and joy on those who do right. May all who are godly be happy in the Lord and praise His holy name. Sing a new song to the Lord, for He has done wonderful deeds. He has won a mighty victory by His power and holiness. The Lord has announced His victory and has revealed His righteousness to every nation. He has remembered His promise to love and be faithful to Israel. The whole earth has seen the salvation of our God. Shout to the Lord all the earth, break out in praise, and sing for joy. Sing your praise to the Lord with a harp, with a harp and melodious song, with trumpets and the sound of the ram's horn. Make a joyful symphony before the Lord the King. Let the sea and everything in it shout His praise. Let the earth and all living things join in. Let the rivers clap their hands in glee. Let the hills sing out their songs of joy before the Lord. For the Lord is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with justice and the nations with fairness. Proverbs 26, verses 13 through 16. The lazy person is full of excuses, saying, I can't go outside because there might be a lion on the road. Yes, I'm sure there's a lion out there. As a door turns back and forth on its hinges, so the lazy person turns over in bed. Some people are so lazy that they won't lift a finger to feed themselves. Lazy people consider themselves smarter than seven wise counselors. <laughs>